So you want to start a business, but what do you want to do? Where do the ideas come from? How do you even know how to start? What if you don't have an idea? Everyone else seems to just magic up these ideas, and yet you're left going, what am I going to do? Well, welcome to an episode of Rebel Entrepreneur that is all about coming up with ideas, and it was inspired by one of our listeners to the show, Tony, who's joining me today. Tony, welcome to the show. Hi, Alan. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. I've been looking forward to this. Your email struck a nerve, so I thought I'd organize to chat and see if I could help you and hopefully at the same time help some of the listeners as well. So let's start right at the beginning. Your email to me was about not having any ideas. Tell me about that. Yes, I'm looking to start a business, but the only trouble is I don't know where to start from. I don't have any ideas of what to do. So you don't have any ideas of what to do, but you have a general thing that I really would like to start a business. Yeah, I'd really like to work for myself. I'm just tired of working for other people and not reaping the rewards for myself. Just, yeah, working for them and making them happy and <laughs> not myself. <laughs> cool. So what do you do currently? What kind of work do you do? What are you involved in? Well, currently I'm an admin assistant for Elico Paint Company. I'm only working part-time because I've moved. Yeah, it's just part-time hours at the moment. So I've got a lot of free time in the afternoon. That sounds perfect. Free time is good. It gives us time to come up with ideas, time to explore, time to do things. Mm. The first thing I wanted to say to you and to everyone is I think what tends to happen with businesses is people have million ideas. They can kind of wander around and they go, oh, I could start a cafe. I could start a restaurant. I could do pizza. I could do this. And they have like a million ideas and then they don't know which one to do. Mm. Or the second option is they kind of have one idea that they've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. It's like, I've always dreamed of owning a wine bar, running a restaurant, being a photographer, insert thing. And then the final group is, I'd love to start a business. I just don't know what to do. And I kind of think people are waiting for the idea to come to them. Mm. And my experience is, they're like, well, I don't have any ideas. And they keep repeating I don't have any ideas. And my current theory is, if we repeat, I don't have any ideas, it actually fills the space that the ideas would come into if we let them. And I think you probably do have ideas somewhere, or if we create enough space, you will start to have ideas. And that's what we need to do. Hmm. I think we could have lots of ideas right now. and you could go, well, okay, what are you into? What do you like doing? What's this? What's that? And we could come up with a million ideas straight away. One of the key bits we talk about at the Rebel Business School and on the podcast is make sure you start a business doing something you actually enjoy because you could start a business doing anything, Tony. Why would you pick something you don't enjoy? I've never understood that. People are like, I started this business. I really don't like it. It's like, well, stop. Do something you do like. You can make money doing anything. <laughs> So I guess actually, let's start there. Yep. What do you like doing with your spare time? I like doing art or craft activities. So I like sewing. I like knitting, cross-stitching. I like growing plants. And I really do like 
ancestry. So looking into people's history, family history. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Hmm. Have you thought about starting a business around any of those things? I had thought of starting a business around ancestry or looking into people's family histories. I had thought of possibly starting a business where I could create family trees for people as gifts, maybe a wedding gift or just a birthday present or something like that. Or uh, you're getting really old, here's your family tree present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to say that. But I love that idea. So what stopped you from doing it? I just didn't know if people would be interested. And I mean, it is a niche market, but it's also trying to think about pricing and how you would price it. Because obviously with Ancestry, you do have to pay for birth certificates and you have to pay for other bits and pieces. So it was just that, really. Cool. So let's tackle those one by one. The first one was, I didn't know if anyone would like it or I didn't know if anyone would buy it. Yeah. Anyone would be interested. Yeah. Would anyone be interested? I always have this thing of like, well, I don't really know either. Shall we try it? Because we just don't know. Yeah. Like I get a good feeling they are because there are lots of ancestry services. There are lots of things to do with that. I get a good feeling actually people probably would like it, but there is only one real way to know if someone would be interested and that's to offer them something and see if they buy it. That's it. If they buy it, you have a business. If they don't, <laughs> we've learned that single person didn't want it. And then we can try a few more people. And eventually you come up with like, oh, okay, I've asked a thousand people and everyone has said, no, this is probably not the right idea for now. Mm -hmm. But maybe 10 have said yes. And then you go, oh, I've got a mini experiment. I can see if it works. I can see what happens. So I'd be thinking, let's run a mini experiment. Let's come up with a package or a couple of packages come up with a price and then offer it to a bunch of people and see if they buy. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds perfect. Cool. So the things that were stopping you is number one, you didn't know. Number two, pricing. Mm -hmm. And then number two, three was just like a general, I don't quite know how to progress. Perfect. Yeah, exactly that. Cool. Okay. So number one, you can never know until you offer it to people. So we just need to start offering it to people and get going which kind of leads us on to number two, which is what's the package and the pricing? Yeah. Like, how do you come up with a package or a pricing? That I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing to realize is it's all just made up, Tony. Every business out there just made it up at some stage. We think there's some kind of logic, and maybe there is, but we all just make it up. I and mean, I'm sat here, you probably know I love Lego is one of my Lego models. This is Indiana Jones and his dad in one of the cars and they have a little sign saying Berlin turn right. <laughs> Someone made this up. Like they made up that people would buy a plastic car made of bricks. And then there's like a mug like me that goes, yes, I'll spend 30 of my great British pounds on this and I will give you money. <laughs> it's all made up everything. And I don't care what it is. You look around on your desk, the microphone, someone made that up. Mm -hmm. Someone made up the software we're talking about. Someone made up my water bottle. And I was like, oh yes, I really need a water bottle. And I need one with a nice clip and a little thing that opens when I press the button because it makes me feel good every time I do it. That's what I need in my life. And I will swap my hard earned money for this thing 
it's all made up, all of it. And why do I say that to you? Because I want to empower you to know you can make it up too. Okay. Like we can do some checking. We'll look online. We'll have a look on Etsy to see if anyone else is doing something different. We'll look at the prices. We'll do some research. Yeah, that's great. But it's all made up. It's all made up. However you want to present it to the people that hire you. Maybe you like get a graphics designer to create something nice and you put the actual details in and then you like send it to them so they can print it out. Maybe it's done something else. Maybe it's a big scroll they open. I can almost imagine you sending them like an old school scroll that you've used coffee stains to make it look old and they open it out and it's kind of almost so maybe it has your voice that reads it. Hear ye, hear ye. This is the family tree of the family. Who knows what it is? But we can have some real fun with this. It's all made up. We just need to make something up and see if someone buys it. And if we do, you have a business. If you don't, that's okay. We'll come up with another idea. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. That sounds perfect. Do you think you could make up some random stuff for me? I probably could. (laughs) I I think you have the ability. (laughs) So let's have a go at a first package, which you said you had lots of ideas. It was like a birthday present. It was possibly a wedding present. Yeah, or a wedding combining two families together. Oh, I love that. Let's do that. The bride's family and the groom's family. So package them together. I was thinking with a frame and £50. So we're going to hold off the pricing for a little bit. Oh, okay. Because if you actually create something physical with a frame, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to buy the frame from somewhere. So there's going to be a little bit of research that goes into it. So I'm going to set you some homework. Okay. Because there is a danger that we just come up with a price and go, it's £50. And then we do it. And then we lose money on the first one because we didn't realize the frame was 25 and it took us eight hours to do it. Fine. And it was this and that. And then like, oh, wow. Like I've done a lot of work for £4.50 profit (laughs) or a small loss. Mm. So we need to be a little bit like cautious in the middle bit, but we make up the package. So I think let's come up with the package. So you're going to pitch to these people a joint family tree bringing together the families yep, and it's going to be beautiful. And I guess we need to give them like, we could come up with a sample of what it looks like. And then we can just go out and start pitching it after we've come up with the pricing. Let's write some text, like a title. What is it? A wedding family tree, bringing the families together. Yeah. You could say that, can you? Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess we should probably have a little look online to see if anyone else is doing it as well. There are actually hundreds of images for Wedding Family Tree that we can borrow from. There's Pinterest. There's someone on Etsy actually selling it at the moment, which is interesting. So we can do a little bit of research. But if someone's already selling it, what does that tell us? People are buying it. There's a market. Yeah. Now, sometimes this would scare people off. They're like, I can't do it because someone else is already doing it. No, 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 no. To me, it's like, this is a good sign. Someone's doing it. Someone's making money out of it. We can do it too. (laughs) So it's a good sign. So I'd like, okay, great. I can do some research, have a look on the internet, get some ideas, learn what to do. I just need to write some text of what it is. 
and then we need to price the specific offering that you're going to offer to the future bride and groom. And then we need to go and find some brides and grooms and offer it to them. That's kind of basic process. Mm -hmm. How are you doing, Tony? Is this making sense? Yes, perfect sense, yeah. I love this. We're 14 minutes, 42 seconds into the podcast and you've gone from no ideas to your first product. (laughs) You have everything you need resource-wise inside you or on the internet in front of you. We can just do a bit of Google search. We can look for some different things. We can come up with the ideas and put together a product. Hmm. That's the next step. So I think your homework is a simple title and a paragraph about what it is. And then I would like you to do some Google research into wedding ancestry trees, wedding family trees, that you can come up with some ideas of what you'll offer. Yep. And then we need to price the pieces. Because if it's something that they display at the wedding, it sounds like it'll need to be physically created, printed, whatever it is. But we need to know how much that costs us. And then we can go, okay, roughly it's going to cost us £30 for materials and it's going to take me a couple of hours to produce it. So my price is going to be £80 90 pounds, whatever your price is going to be. And then we can start trying to find people to sell to, which is a whole another subject. But like, we need to do that first bit of coming up and refining the idea. Mm-hmm. Cool. I feel like you've got enough to be able to do this. Do you feel like you've got enough? Is there any doubt in your mind? What's going on in there, Tony? Let us in. No, it's just, are people going to be willing to pay that price? That's the only caution I have. Will people want to pay like, yeah, are they going to want to pay sort of like 80, 90 pounds? I know people do and they pay this amount for other things. But yeah, it's just. I've got two thoughts for you on that. Thought number one is how much does the average wedding cost? Oh, yeah. Enough. (laughs) (laughs) Enough. (laughs) It's like £30,000 now or something ridiculous. Like for the wedding, people will lay out the money to have something amazing and to create a statement and to do something and they will want to. They will want to. And thought number two is like we don't actually know if they'll pay until we ask. No one can know. I don't have a crystal ball. You don't have a crystal ball. I actually have a really good feeling about this one. Some times I speak to people about their products and I don't have a good feeling. But that also, I've learned, doesn't mean that it won't work. It means that I wouldn't buy it. It doesn't mean that other people wouldn't buy it. So what we have to do is go out and ask. That's the only way to know. And I think the final thought on this pricing bit is quite often when we're starting a business, we judge what other people would spend by what we would spend. And other people are not you. Mm -hmm. Other people are completely different. Some people have incredibly high paying jobs. Some people freely spend money. Some people would love a symbol of bringing the two families together and would happily spend a thousand pounds doing it properly. You just don't know. We have to go out and ask. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds plausible. Sounds plausible. Mm. I think your business idea so far is highly plausible. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I think I want to say everyone listening to this, 
this is what we need to do is just, okay, what do we enjoy doing? What could I offer? Let's put a little package together. Let's offer it and let's see if anyone buys it. That's the starting point every time with a business. And the key piece, it's all made up. All of it. Our names are made up. The products are made up. The pricing is made up. All of it is made up. And I say that to empower you to make it up yourself because you could make anything happen. So, Tony, yeah. do you think you've got enough to get going? I think I do. Perfect. More than enough. Yeah. Okay. Will you let us know how it goes? I certainly will. Excellent. Cool. And then our final closing message to everyone listening to this is it's all made up. So just make something up, offer a product, offer something to the world, and let's see if we can get you going. Because if we get you off the starting blocks, get you offering a product, start from sales and run a mini experiment, it's incredible how far you can get. And we will get feedback quickly. It gets us in the game. We'll learn a bunch of very valuable things and we'll start to make progress. So please stop listening to my podcast, make something up and go and make a sale. Thanks for tuning into the Rebel Entrepreneur.